Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to take a look at Mars's square to Uranus. Honestly, this is one of those transits that I feel like there's not a lot of transits that I get scared of because mostly what I've seen over the course of my career and just watching transits in my own personal life is that most of the time the transits that people are scared of, there's some reason to be maybe apprehensive about, but you know, there, it never turns out really as bad as you think it will. It's as though most of our fortune is mixed. You're never going to see things that are extremely bad or extremely good. You're sort of going to see stuff that lands right in the middle. When a good transit comes, it'll be good, but not like suddenly you become the world's most famous or wealthy person or something. And similarly, when something happens that's bad, it's usually not tragic. Obviously, there's a small, smaller amount of times in which you see stuff that art that things that are more tragic but when it comes to mars uranus i feel like very rarely do have i ever really liked this transit i just want to be honest about that um i'm always surprised it's not that i've never seen anything good but this transit is a difficult one and i think it's important to just be real about that every astrologer has different experiences i'm sure there'd be some out there who would say oh i love this one or whatever but from you know uh when I see this transit coming around, I'm like, oh, great, here we go. This one can be more aggravating. So let me try to explain why. Here, First of all, let's take a look at the real-time clock. And then I'll also give you some of my opinions about how to sort of deal with this transit or how to, I don't like to say make the most out of it because it's like, these are gods, what are we going to do, you know? Um, but there's an attitude or almost a posture that you can take with this transit that I think helps quite a bit. So I'll talk about that as well. So here's Mars squaring Uranus, Mars in Aquarius, squaring Uranus in Taurus. Of course, Venus just went through the square last week at the end of the week. And now we're looking at Mars making a square to Uranus. So <clears throat> this transit will last if we take it forward, you give it about a three degree range. You're gonna be feeling this all the way till about Saturday, March 26th. Um, but the, of course, the usually the most dynamic energy happens right on or right around the actual perfection date. So maybe you back this up over the, this last weekend or uh, take it forward till this coming weekend. And that's sort of the uh, most likely range in which you would be feeling or noticing these experiences. But so here you have the God of war, a God in Mars that is like a scalpel. It, it cuts and it severs and it confronts and it is a planet associated with things like burning and frustration, fevers, um, argumentation, and um, hostility. Uh, so these are, this is an element of life. Of course, Mars generally is associated with action and with the will. But of course, so often um, our will is our problem. You know, it's, it's like, uh, getting the will to serve um, the indwelling spirit soul, realizing that the will is in service to that king or queen that sits on the throne of the heart. And so can our will be aligned in a service attitude? I think that's always the question with Mars. Are we serving something bigger than ourselves with our will? Um, if we are you know, asserting ourselves? Are we doing it on behalf of um, the good? The good being the perennial virtues that all spiritual traditions talk about, compatience, humility, 
uh, compatience, <laughs> compassion and patience, humility, tolerance, love, um, gentleness and kindness, charity, um, helping people who are in need, loving our neighbors. I mean, these are pretty much universal values, right? So the qu quick question for Mars is always, do we have Mars the martyr, the one who is um, uh, in service as some kind of advocate or sacred protector of the these virtues or development of these virtues? Or do we have Mars, the one who represents the separate interests of the ego? Pretty basic. I'm not, I know in making it so basic, it's like, well, you know, we've all got to live with this though. We all have to live with having an ego and trying to make use out of it and not condemn it. So Mars is not to be condemned. I talked a lot about this, um, you know, at the start of this month with Venus and Mars going through a long uh, conjunction together you know, we don't want to get into a war on war. We want to, war has its place. Uh, even in the Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna finds himself on a battlefield where the question is basically, I'm a warrior by nature. I'm in a battlefield that is life. Uh, it's inevitable on some level that I have to fight by virtue of just being here. Things are eating each other just to live. Life eats life to be alive. So how do I do this while also being a yogi? And that's sort of the whole context of the Bhagavad Gita. Um, so this is not a question that's like too big for us. And Mar it's not about excluding Mars. Arjuna says, oh, I, you know, I'd like to just head to a cave and meditate. And Krishna's like, well, that's not real yoga. You have to be engaged. The ego is a part of it. The will is a part of it. Choice is a part of it. Agency and personal responsibility and, and uh engagement in the dualities of life are part of it. So certainly not trying to take, uh, to, trying to water down Mars, you know, and, um, and, or anything like that. But I think the question comes back to, if we have a constructive Mars, then Mars is a warrior in sacred service. Just put it simple like that. And we can all, I think we can all get behind some version of that in our own psyches and our own lives. So when Mars is like that and hits a square with uranus the god often associated with prometheus and the qualities of rebellion and innovation defiance and disruption uh, a planet that is associated with the desire to break the mold and progress tends to look toward the future tends to discard and replace old habits or behaviors with new uh, new patterns that press forward bravely and defiantly. So when you have those two combined and they are serving something bigger, to me, that is the constructive potential here. We're talking about um, the sacred revolution. We're talking about advancement and progress where taking the right amount of risk and putting yourself on the line and, um, experiencing a breakthrough, but in order to have that breakthrough, you need to assert yourself and, um, and, and, and in a sense, stand up for something. So to me, Mars Uranus, the sacred radical warrior, something like that, uh, like radical, you know, I don't obviously mean fanatical, but I mean, you know, the, the, the break from normalcy that is required for real evolution to happen, for, for a, a real growth to happen. I remember, you know, there's times in my life where I remember one time when I was in graduate school, I, for a, a while, I got rid of my TV and I just gave it to, uh, there was a 
foreign exchange family living in grad housing next to me. They didn't have a TV. So I just gave it to them because I, I just was like, hey, you know, I noticed they don't have a TV and uh, maybe maybe they'd like one. And in hindsight, I'm like, oh, was I cursing them? I don't know. But um, but they gladly accepted it. And to me, that that was like a cord cutting. It was like a really I, I was really daring moment for me to be like, no TV. You know, I'm just I'm done with it. Um, there are moments like that. Maybe they don't involve purging or getting rid of something. Maybe that was a little too austere of me. I don't know. But the, I think the point remains, which is that if you're going to take a healthy risk in the name of development and growth, you couldn't have a better transit than Mars Uranus to just light the fire, you know, whatever the metaphor might be and, and push you forward to do it. Okay. So that's the positive to me. If, if, the, if Mars is learning to be the martyr, and I don't mean a martyr complex, I mean to, to give itself, to give our will in service of something more, a, a code of conduct, a, a moral compass, a spiritual compass, a, a devotional intimacy with life itself, and Mars is behind us, then this to me could be a moment of breakthrough, a moment of taking that leap and pressing forward against the odds or you know something like that. The reason I don't like this transit is because very, in even, you know, I feel like I'm someone who has a spiritual practice every single day. And um, I still feel like I get grabbed by Mars Uranus, like every time it comes around. Um, when this is more egotistical, when it's more divisive, it tends to be reckless, destructive, violent, sudden, and sort of hostile. It's that sudden moment of, I don't give a damn what you think, you know, and I'm going to burn a bridge or something like that. <laughs> like you got to be really careful of that. It's that moment where you're driving too aggressively in traffic and you end up totaling your car. Hopefully no one's injured, but maybe you even get whiplash. It's that moment, Mars Uranus, where you, you know, if you have a temper, you could get in a fist fight with someone in line at the grocery store. Mars Uranus is, you're not going to tell me what to do. You know, Mars Uranus is taking, uh, being foolhardy, you know, taking unnecessary risks. It's the kid who decides to do a skateboard trick and breaks his arm because he, he just was showing off for his friends. Um, Mars Uranus is high speed intensity with a real potential for recklessness in the ego, in the body, and so forth. So that's why I never really like this transit when it comes around. I can't tell you how many times, you know, my kids have banged their heads, gotten cuts, you know, uh, whatever, just, it's like a little, you know, you ever, ever see that commercial it's on TV and I don't remember which insurance company it is, but there's a guy and he represents mayhem and he's just like the personification of mayhem. Um, I feel like Mars Uranus can be like that. It can be a little like an embodiment of mayhem. Some chaos in life is part of life. It's uh, part of how the, the magic of life unfolds. And so the other thing to, I guess, maybe redeem this energy is that, you know, sometimes the universe teaches, teaches us specifically because we're, my dad used to say when I was a kid, you're cruising for a bruising, <laughs> you know, and not that he would bruise me, but that life would, you know, you're, you keep doing that. You're cruising for a bruising, he used to say. And and I think Mars, the universe teaches us that way sometimes. I mean, sometimes people say, oh, we have to hit rock bottom or I'm not talking about rock bottom in a depressive way though. I'm talking about it literally like, um, 
you know, like that dog, you ever have a dog that sometimes will just run in, run into a wall, you know, on mistake or something like that, just bash into a wall or they're not watching where they'll go they're going and they'll, you know, so don't bark at yourself in a mirror, <laughs> you know, don't, uh, be careful not to lose yourself in a streak of hot, reckless intensity. That's the main thing. Um, I, I also, honestly, I see sometimes uh, people go through meltdowns of technology. Uh, you know, it's not uncommon to see elect electrocutions, problems with electronics. Uh, you know, so anything that could involve sudden jolts or strikes of misfortune or discord or discordancy um, with an aura of de defiant willfulness. Those are the kinds of things you wanna be really careful for with this transit. Um, if I had to you know, guess what, what movie is on my screen unknowingly at the time of this transit, it's probably a documentary about people who ride big waves or something like that, big surfing document. I mean, it's kind of an extreme sport transit. So I hope today I have given you a feeling for the uh, maybe sort of sacred uh, constructive ways in which this transit might be experienced versus those that are more destructive. Here's the general attitude that I recommend taking with this. Okay, I want you to imagine that Mars Uranus is like an odd couple uh, coming, it's a couple coming over to dinner at your house or a couple of friends or something. They're coming over and um, one of them has has like hair that looks like mine, but maybe more like Doc from Back to the Future. And there's like lightning sparking out of it. And they look very unstable, but interesting. Okay. And then the other one is pissed off, beat red and holding a scalpel. Okay. So, <laughs> so first of all, <laughs> you know, just sort of imagine that those two guests are coming over to your house. What kind of environment do you create? Well, for any God coming to your house, first of all, it's hospitable. So you start off, at least this is the way I do it, by just welcoming them psychically and saying, I know that you'll be around. Uh, I know that you have nothing but my best interest in mind, even if you also administer over crazy karma. Uh, so please teach me, please be gentle with me. Um, please do not let me be unknowingly uh, harnessed by my ego into destructiveness, just literally say those prayers and sincerely say them. Uh, the second thing that I recommend um, is to ask, what do you need or want from me? And what can I give you that comes from my best self? So if you ask like a hospitable host and you ask what you can do and you ask to be taught gently I have found that just those intentions prayed honestly and sincerely make all the difference in the world. Um, the other thing is just be aware of these qualities and try to keep a calm atmosphere. Calm does not mean lack of excitement or enthusiasm, which is also okay. By calm, I mean, I guess, um, not given to the, 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 the wild, destructive, chaotic, egotistical, divisive elements of this transit. So make sure you're, you've slept, make sure you're not overly caffeinated, make sure that you're, um, you know, uh, taking care of your body, make sure that you are very careful about how you deal with potentially volatile situations. It can become a lot more volatile very quickly with this transit. Just try to keep the environment we would call sattvic in yoga philosophy. And I think you will find that along with those prayers, 
that the transit will um, be very helpful. And ultimately, um, you become more sensitive to the presence of the planets uh, when we do this for every planetary transit, really. So I hope that's helpful for all of you. Those are certainly the things that I have found to be very useful um, over the years, and I hope you'll find them useful too. All right, that's what I've got for today. I hope you guys have a good one. Share your stories. Use the hashtag grab. Tell me about Mars Uranus. If you would rather email, it's grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. All right, take it easy, everyone. Bye.